what you've done, nobody else could do. And we honor you. Can you give Jesus a hand of praise? Amen. Love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Greetings in Jesus' powerful name. God the Father thinks it's best to work through Jesus. Don't work through anybody else. Every promise is yes and amen in Jesus. I just want to do a declaration. Come on, say it with me. In the name of Jesus, I declare, I hear it, I see it, I believe it. Holy Spirit, help me to be it. You know, I'm so hungry to get into the, to the heavens with the Lord. But I know I'm much more beneficial to stay alive right now. I tell you something, that's our destiny. I'm not fearful of death. Death is just going to be the transportation that will usher me into the presence of the King. But we can only allow that to happen when my destiny is fulfilled. Amen. Welcome once again to the conference, First Fruit. Very powerful statement is First Fruit. I'm going to take you maybe on stuff some you know. And I want to show you, say with me, first fruit, third day seed. Say it with a passion, third day seed, the tithe and the first fruit. All right, that's two of you. Say it again, the tithe and the first fruit. Say with me, pastor, is there a difference? Yes, there is. The spelling will tell you there's a difference. Amen. You don't even, God never uses terminology like we would say, I think uh, this is actually the same thing. No, God doesn't work with same stuff. He works with all the stuff. Works it all together for good and then He puts it all together. And sometimes you're waiting for what you want to find from God and there's still something that He's got to work together for good to those that are called according to His purpose. Amen. So tonight, I really just want to take us into three areas. As the body of Christ, we are all, number one, we're acquainted with the seed that opens heaven. So I want to also tonight share with you the seed that opens the earth. And it's very important for us to understand it. Even for those that are watching on the stream, may God give you a heart that's open to have the presence of God just fill your home. Number two, it's the order of the first fruit. The order of the first fruit. And then thirdly, is there a difference between the tithe and the first fruit? Let us go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20 to 23. Everything must start with the Messiah. Everything has to start with Christ. Because He's the beginning and He's the end. He's the first and He's the last. He's the Alpha and He's the Omega. He's the shepherd who lays down His life for the sheep. He's the door that you can never miss on knocking on. He is that great shepherd that loves you more than you think you should be loved. I'm talking about Jesus who when, how many of you know, when Jesus shows up, brother, Devils have to acknowledge that this is the king. Demons knew who Jesus was before people actually discovered his true identity. It's devils who said, we know who you are. You're the Holy One from God. 
and me personally, my personal capacity, I'm going to share some things. But when Jesus broke the chains of satanic worship over my life, He didn't make a mistake. He redirected my worship in the right direction. Just like, for example, you could find a woman at the well and everybody think that this is an indecent, immoral woman. Because at the end of the day, you're not immoral when Jesus asks you, who is your husband? Which means you're a married woman. You're not a loose woman. And when she meets the Messiah, she meets the Messiah with him, Jesus saying to her, if you just knew who you are speaking to, you would know that the water that I will give you will make you never thirst again. It will fulfill your life. You will never get to a nightclub ever. You will never go back to a pub. You'll never go back to alcoholism. You will never go back to any ism on the planet because after you drink from me, you gotta have a heart that is filled with what? Hunger and thirst for righteousness. Now that's why when we start in Christ, there's something that happens in the atmosphere. Somebody say with me, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 20. But now Christ, come on, but now Christ is risen from the dead. Then just put it one English line for it, He's alive. That's why He's not dead, folk. We haven't come here for a memorial service. Hello, we've come here tonight to celebrate the living Christ. A dead God is powerful even in His death at Calvary's cross. He overcomes principalities and powers. How many of you know when you create all things, the Creator is bigger than the created? So all things were created by Him. Even that devil that you give so much honor to was created by God and is subject to God. He cannot move without my Father's permission. Job knew that the devil needed permission to touch his goods, touch his family. He needed God's permission. And you don't have to be sinful to be tested. Oh yes. What did Job do? In fact, what did God do when a third left him? Nothing. You don't have to be bad for people to leave you. you uh, I don't know where the Holy Spirit wanted that part to go. But, but now, let me stick here. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, and even so in Christ all shall be made alive, but each one in his own order. Somebody say with me, each one in his own order. Christ the first fruits, afterward, those who are Christ at His coming. Go with me to Romans chapter 11 verse 16. For if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. Do you enjoy the ministry of the Word of God this morning? How many of you know this is my... My appreciation for the house. Son, always stick to the word. God watches. Shannon is my daughter in the faith. Always know that God watches, watches over his word. Why does he watch it? To perform it, accelerate it. 
the more word that is you, the more your love and your power and the miracles of God will be yours. But nothing comes cheap, folk. But look at what the Bible says. Jesus is the first fruit of the resurrection. To understand the power of the first fruit, you must understand the first three feasts of Israel firstly. You go with the first three feasts and you will see how powerful the tithe and the first fruit is really God's plan for very, very, very serious things to happen. Look at Leviticus chapter 23 verse 9 and 10. While I'm at Leviticus chapter 23, from verse 9, I want to ask three very wonderful, energetic young men to come up onto the platform quickly. Just park here behind me. Here we go. That's good. Wow. These are the feasts of the Lord. Let me just park, park there. This is not the feast of Israel. Let's get this right. This is not because if it's the feast of Israel and I'm a Palestinian, I'm not going to listen to you. But if it's the feast of the Lord, then it's time we listen to what the Lord has to say. He says, these are three feasts that I want you to understand. Listen. Whom you shall be proclaim at their appointed times. So there's a certain time that these feasts are still celebrated up till today. And Jesus celebrated two of them very often. There was a third one. But the ones I'm talking about is, He celebrated number one. The Bible says, on the 14th day of the first month at twilight. It means it's at evening is the Lord's Passover. So prophetically speaking, Jesus had to die in the evening. Because it's in the evening that the blood of the Lamb was placed on the doorpost. You must make sure in this next season that the blood of the Lamb is on the doorpost of your house. Amen. Don't, don't just have great times. Make sure you know why God says the blood is on my doorpost and death must pass over my house. Hello. Because at the end of the day, we get so religious. We live on a message, but we are not practically applying right through our lives. It's not a culture. Some people don't have a culture to raise the dead, but if a loved one dies, they expect us to raise the dead. But they don't have a culture to have faith to raise the dead. Unfortunately, they're going home. Because there's not enough faith for you to believe the Holy Ghost that He can actually do this. Thank you, Jesus, for that six amens. It was really deep for me too. So on the first day of the week, the 14th day, this is the 14th day of the month, just for the time. 14th day of the month is the Feast of Pesach or it's the Feast of Passover. So that means the Lamb is being celebrated as the feast that brought us out of our Egypt into our destiny to become a nation. Amen. Then the Bible says, on the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. 15th day, now that's not a lot of signs there, it's just after 14, 15 must come. Amen. <laughs> it's very deep that. Okay. So from the 14th day to the next day is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. The Feast of Unleavened Bread, it means there's sinlessness, there's no sin in Unleavened Bread. 
which means if I take Jesus before he can be the, the first fruits of the resurrection, if I take Jesus, Jesus must be the lamb who is being celebrated before there can be a first fruit. But secondly, there must be a death. And on the second day, Jesus is in a tomb. Dead people can't sin. That's why we are so alive to the flesh. The flesh must die in order for resurrection power of God to rise up in you. Your, your carnal nature that wants that self-centered stuff has to die to move in what? The destiny of God's fruitfulness. So when you look at the second day, Jesus is in the tomb. Death enters the life of the Messiah and he's in the tomb. But when he leaves the tomb on the third day, the third day is resurrection day. But all of what I want to say right now is the following. You see, on the second day, when death enters Egypt, a people is leaving the place of bondage. When death comes into your life, your ministry, your church, your business, and it's all about others more than yourself, I guarantee you no Red Sea will stop you from entering your destiny. Nothing is going to stop you from moving into that destiny that God has for us. And I'm not talking now about uh, it's going to be nice. But you know what? Listen what the Bible says. Hmm. Go a little bit down there. The Bible says, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, when you come into the land, somebody say with me, when you come into the land, which I give to you, reap its harvest. Then you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. Now, family, these people were so excited about the, uh, the, the sheaf of the first fruit. They came waving to the priest like that. You know, some people look so sad when they get their money to leave them. <laughs> it's like, you're a icy last. <laughs> As Jan van Riebeck, if he still lived today, he'd be weeping on that one rand the way you squeeze him. <laughs> Did you know that God takes my substance from me? I honor Him with my substance so He can increase it. You know that? God is a farmer, a very good farmer. All His laws is built on nature and farming. Why do you think, wow, let me just stick here. Why do you think that on the third day, Christ is the first fruits of the resurrection from the dead. Why? There were others who died before him. How is he the first fruit of the resurrection from the dead? Because he's the first fruit from the resurrection of the dead that rises up and goes to heaven. He's the first fruit. Nobody else has done that before. Elijah must still come back to die. So must Enoch. Because it's appointed unto man once to die and after that is judgment. So the end time, you're going to see some witnesses rising up in the form of Elijah and Enoch that's going to mess up the whole of Israel. Oh yes, we're getting close to the coming of the Lord. Don't worry. So, first day, Calvary. Second day, the tomb. Third day, first fruits. Now, I'm going to take you one step a little bit further. Where does... Where is, you know, the Bible says, 
very clearly here. Where do you think the fruit is in heaven or on the earth? Rechad? On the earth. Are you sure? Yeah. You don't have to think so. The Bible says land. It doesn't say heaven. Understand? Stick to the word. You will have less complications with opinions if you just stick to God's opinion. You'll have less problems with I think and maybe because you don't read the word, you don't study the word, everybody thinks for you. You gotta have the word in you because Apostle Neville Goldman is not in your house when your devil shows up. But the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the Messiah who laid down his life for you, who was raised on the third day, he is the one that will turn your whole life around. He doesn't save me, he's my salvation for everything. My family, my home, the business you run, everything, he's involved with it. Don't limit God to church. He's an unlimited God. Last statement before somebody forgets that you guys are still, some of you are married like you. You know what I mean? I don't want to have this screen pick up too many of you handsome looking dudes. But nevertheless, because I just want to keep the temptations away from you. You look so good. But listen, one more thing. So the first fruit happens where? In the? Where does resurrection happen? Talk to me. In heaven or on the earth? On the earth. So everything that God is saying about first fruit, fruit is in the earth, not in heaven. So we're so used to the next part, I'm going to say, we forgot how to open the earth to have the fruit of God that comes from heaven to be manifested. So we can understand the power of why Jesus is not known as, uh, yeah, he's not known as the Pentecostal. Is known as the first fruit. Hello. I can feel that devil is nervous now. Yeah. He should be nervous because it's nighttime now. It's fire time. God burns with the fire at night. He comes with a cloud in the day and we teach and we get you going. Amen. Uh, how old are you? 21, 27. You're 31. Wow, you look good for 31. Yeah. <laughs> you see, both of you here, Calvary and Unleavened Bread, you, are, you make the number 48 up, which is 12, which means it's the apostolic order of God right here. And I never told you stand like you are or the way you should be because we're only dealing with this part in order to understand this as an order, it's not loose. You, and I'm going to show you in a moment why the Bible says Christ is the first fruit in this order. Christ first and then we. There's an order to this. And if you mess up the order, you mess up the, re the release of what you are trusting God for. God is a God of order. Amen. Give the hand, three, hand, the three of them a hand. God bless you. There's a, there's a nice bottle of water for the, each one of you in case you got thirsty up here. God bless you. All right. Now, the one that we know is with all these feasts, Deuteronomy, don't go there. Deuteronomy chapter 16 says, let no male enter my presence empty-handed. Go read that. I'll come back to the males. Because the males carry a very important anointing of God in your home. 
when a man is not at a place where he is the head with the oil running from him son sir you are only impoverishing your own family it's got nothing to do with how much the church is asking for what we're gonna do next because what we will do next can only be as big as how big you are are you understanding that and it starts with a man because if you remove the head what did Jesus say no what did the father say the father says to the serpent when the Messiah comes he's gonna crush the head not the tail so when the devil operates he's looking for headship to make it less of a head and make the head a leader rather than the head because the anointing flows from the head get yourself ready to take back your families where does the first root function on the earth? Now go with me to that wonderful scripture that we all hear every, every Sunday. Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 to 12. And then I like the way the brothers do this and the sister. Will a man rob God? Question mark. Man. I don't like, I say it wherever I go, I don't like that scripture. Will a man rob God? You know, there's a difference in a thief, Prophet Gibbon. When a thief takes stuff at my home, he takes it in my absence. That's a thief. Walks through my home in the privacy of my home and I'm not there and he still has time to kind of with ESCOM now being around, he still got time to actually put on his cell phone light and say, that doesn't look too bad. Pack that out. Pack that out and pack that out. And the thief comes when you least expect it. Our nation is in such a crisis right now. But if you can see in a crisis an opportunity, you will rise up to be the solution in that crisis. Because every crisis, look at Jesus. Jesus looks at the crowd that is without shepherds. They look like they are scattered. It looks like there is nothing that this people will ever get together with. But when he looks at the crowd and he sees this devastation like sheep without a shepherd, he says, you know what we need right now, Peter, James, and John? We need some laborers. Here's an opportunity to turn this thing around. I moved with what? Compassion. He sees in a crisis an opportunity for a solution. We see in a crisis an opportunity to emigrate. <laughs> Folk, I don't have money to go anywhere in the world because it's just so bad all over there. But you think you're going to a cool place. There's immigration happening all over the world. Two million Iranians in Sweden maybe. The, the next door neighbor a whole nation of Ukrainians. You think you're running away from South Africa, you're running into something worse. <laughs> you just have to leave your home once and then you find that you must pull in your own fuel. Nobody's standing here, uh, do you want it full or am how many you want it? <laughs> you're looking for who's gonna wash your clothing, you'll wash your own clothing. Oh yes, Jesus. Packing for birth. Will a man 
rob God. You know how devastating that statement is? Because a person who robs you faces you face on ace. And if they think you have identified them, they will kill you. Now imagine every time God comes, He finds that Neville in my presence, you look at me, you worship me, and yet you rob me in tithes and offerings. You say you have fear for me. You say you love me. You say you respect me. You know why we do that? We don't know where the tithe originated from. We listen to all this Western thinking. We listen to some of the stuff that people are putting on YouTube and a lot of stuff. This is not, this is like, this is from the Lord. This is really not on. This is not, wow. Let me take you there. Go with me to Genesis chapter 14, verse 18 to 20. Somebody say with me, this is interesting. Say with me, what motivates my tithing? Now listen, Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. Just stay with me just for a moment. Blessed be Abram, not Abraham. Abram is still the heathen name of Abraham. And Abram means the one who exalts himself. And God can't work with a person who always exalts themselves. That's one of the reasons why God changed his name from Abram to Abraham. Why? Because Abraham means a father who sees a nation the way I see people. So he becomes the father of the faith. And to think about it, he's not totally a Jew. He's a Chaldean. Comes out of foreign God worship and God chooses the unlikable choices to lead his people. It's just weird. It's just that. Why do I come? Listen to what the scripture says. The scripture says, Abram, there's no law here, folks. The Ten Commandments and all these 633 laws that we have in our Bible is not there. But Abram comes from what? A victory fighting for a brother. Fights for a family member. God gives him the victory. And Abram says to God, now that you've done this, you have not instituted the tithe God. It's Abram who instituted it. But then Abram had to align himself with what? Why would God call the tithe holy? Is because Abram stepped into God's agenda of first things of all things first God. So God says, I acknowledge that you've activated in the same way that I've made you first in my life. In my mind, my mind is full of you. And just because you activated that without me influencing you, I call your activation and lining up with me holy. What does that mean? That simply means, why do I tithe? I tithe because I have the victory. What is my victory? 
I come to the house of God as a worshiper. I come to the house of God and I tell God, I thank you for breaking the chains of Satanism over my life. I thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost that possesses me right now. I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that has given me a purpose in life. It's about the blood of Jesus that has cleansed me up. And God, I don't have any other way but to come and say, this is my way of saying thank you, God. I want to come to your house to say thank you for the woman you gave me as my wife thank you for the children you have blessed me with nobody God has to ask me for my time because my time is about my expression of my freedom in Christ I've been set free in Christ and therefore I ask in meetings where is the time I need to have an open heaven to express this to the Lord don't worry when I get so excited it's because I'm passionate about who Jesus is. Now listen, listen what the Bible says. Going back there to, will a man rob God? Let me just stay there. Then the Bible says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now with this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed for you will be a delightful land says the Lord of hosts. Can I just take us just for a moment? Whenever God induce, introduces Himself as Lord, it means He's the possessor of heaven and earth. It's not just His covenant name, but He possesses the heavens and the earth. But when He says He's the Lord of hosts, He's not in a nice mood. To be honest with you, He's in a bad space. He calls a whole army to come out and fight on, be, on my behalf. The Lord of hosts will rebuke the devourer for you. You know where the devourer is? Not in heaven. Is the devourer in heaven? Where do we have locusts? Uh-huh. On the earth. So when you look at the tithe, what does the Bible say? My tithe opens up. Heaven doesn't open the soil. My first fruit opens the soil, but not my tithe. And it's in the soil that I need to find my return in order to show the God I serve has blessed me. And that it's in the soil that there must be a manifestation of the spiritual blessing of God that leaves heaven. But let me stick with the tithe just for a moment. The tithe opens up heaven. My salvation motivates me. You see, sometimes I think we forget there were times I laid in a hospital. There were times I did certain things. Let me testify on something the Lord spoke to me this afternoon. You know, there was a time that I took the tithe and I said to the Lord, I just want to honor you. And I give you the glory and I give you all the praise. For my wife and I, and I'm not boasting now, I'm just trying to help us as family. I don't live on 100%. I started just to live on 90% because the other 10% doesn't belong to me. It's my 
commitment like the South African government takes your money for tax. There's no return on your tax, but the lights in your street, which are not working now, <laughs> right? Your tithe is the tax of our kingdom. It sees to your environment, the church's lights must go on. The people working in here, that's what your tax does for civil servants. And how many of you know, you don't ask them to take your tax, they take it. Because it's a commitment to give your tax to SARS. Our kingdom has a tax system, it's called tithes. Oh, that is why we can't build our own hospitals. That's why we can't build our own bigger schools, our own universities. Why do you think we couldn't come as a church and say, we will put up the power stations? You know why? Because we still have a church mindset, but not a kingdom mindset. The kingdom of God feeds people of 5,000 outside of the synagogue. 5,000 have food to eat. The kingdom of God is not what we do on a, on a Sunday. On a Sunday, it's like parliament meeting with legislation to determine how we spend the budget of your money called tax. And if you don't pay your tax, they're locking you up. But at church, we can't. We just deal with a lot of robbers. And then we pray for your deliverance. And then you test it one day and you think, wow, God actually is alive. Oh, Jesus, can we give the Lord a hand of praise? So what will my tithe do? My tithe will open up heaven. My first fruit will open up the earth. What is first? If tithes is the only part in the scriptures that God says, I call it holy. The other part that he calls holy is your first fruit. So how do we apply it? Rather go, let me get the order right. Go to Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Say with me, in the beginning. God. Just pause there. See, whenever God does anything, pick up the process of how He does it and in what order. You notice all of creation has got an order in it. It's got systems in it. So on day number one, if day number one doesn't happen, day number two must wait. Let me show you how that interprets, how I relate that to our everyday life. And the Bible says in day number one, let there be light and it was so. And the moment the Bible would say, and it was so, that, that statement is light be, but and it was so, is the key before day number two can happen. There must be an and it was so. You can't ask God for a new vision for your life when you don't have an and it was so. Did you finish what God called you to do? Did you accomplish what God wants you to do? God, what is the vision for 2023? We have no vision for 23, but the Great Commission. So everything we do, whether God gives divine strategies of different things, is to bring people into an encounter with God so that their purpose could be fulfilled. And once their purpose is fulfilled, and it was so, we can say this was a good man. But not until, and it was so. So when you look at, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What do you have first, the earth or heaven? Wow. 
What do you have first, the tithe or the first fruit? Where does the tithe come and open up what? Heaven. So you can't have a first fruit and you haven't tithed. You can't take your tithe and make it a first fruit. Because your tithe opens heaven, you got the wrong stuff in the wrong place. You first come with your tithe. Lord, for what you've done, my father was an Assyrian. You go read that in Deuteronomy 26. When you come into my house, my father was an Assyrian. My family was devastated. We were desolate as, as a family. But oh God, if it had not been for you making a change in our lives, this is how I come with my offering to say to you, thank you for life. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for all that you've done for my family. Lord, I face sickness and disease and you came through for me. If it had not been for the Lord, where would I have been? And you come with a relative relational commitment to God. Don't have that style. You know, we grew up in church life with Comalio Salaris. Put your money in. Guys, we want God to bless you and to bless me. So that when others look at us, do you see what they look like? What kind of people is this? The whole world is going crazy. Hey, these people are smiling. These people are going, no one, no way. No one, no way. <laughs> so you need heaven and earth to connect. Now watch this, you've got to catch this. So when I put my tithe into the house of my God, you must own, this is my father's house. I put the tithe into my father's house. We're so worried about the 10%, we mess with the 90%. You can go anywhere in the world, you'll find a Jew is running something. Old stock market. And yet, we have the same God. Same God. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. To everybody is God, but to us is Father God. Our Father who art in heaven. When you put your, 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 your tithe into the hands of the Father's agenda, when that seed comes from heaven into you, whether it be money, whether it be whichever form it takes, it becomes a blessing that becomes a seed. Why? Because the earth must have a seed for it to produce. So I take my seed. My tithe is relevant to the fact of my income, whether it be monthly, etc. So that's the, but when it comes to my first fruit, my first fruit has the power to open up stuff in the earth for me. So how do I, how do I operate in it? How do I function? You see, family, let me use my own life rather. Sometimes it's very difficult to obey the Word of God until you see the results of God. You know, and sometimes you don't move there until you can see. But to have a culture. In our area, I shared a little bit about this before. There's many things I've done that first fruits made it. And for example, I want my sons. I grow up in, 19, in the 1980s. I get married. Um, I leave the business world. 
uh, because I felt to serve Jesus, I want to really love God. I just didn't know how to commit to Him to show Him my appreciation. Folks, do you know what it's like for the Holy Ghost to live in you and there's no unholy spirit? Did you know that no demon operates floating around? It finds a human being to fulfill their destiny. That's why you must get yourself free of having the influences of darkness around you. But I tell you something. I come to Christ. My wife comes out of Hinduism. We find Jesus. We want to serve Him now with a passion. How many of you know with a lot of zeal, no wisdom? You're going to just move with God. You've fallen in love. Brother, you don't need wisdom when you're in love, man. You get stupid. Let me tell you something. Did you see what people do when they fall in love? They're not worried if it rains, what the weather's like. I'm coming to your house tomorrow, even if I must walk till there. I tell you something. She phoned you three times to say, I'm not at home. You still go in that direction. People who fall in love have no sense of being rational. People who fall in love with Jesus have a very good understanding of a left brain that's analytical but lives on the right brain knowing if I see it, I'll believe it. If I understand it. So we're so analytical, we're so left brain orientated. If it doesn't work out like this, what if it fails? And then I'm not going to do it. Then somebody with a right brain and an analytical mind put together, you need both. He comes and He takes your idea that you thought, no, I don't see it happening. He takes your idea and He's a multi-millionaire maybe today. My prayer today is that God will give us the grace that the millionaire will have multi-millions for the kingdom of God. That the man who's got faith now for a hundred thousand will grow in their faith to the next level and the next level and the next level. So that God's kingdom can have a church packed with people that will not land up in some prison in some part of the world. That will move away from corruption, move away from a mind that basically is impoverished from the will of God. What am I saying to you? So when heaven and earth connects, a lot of stuff can happen. So when I look at my family, got two boys, two. At the age of 10, eight, every child believes that the parent is rich. Every child. And every child, doesn't matter where they grow up, they're quite happy to be there. Poor people are only poor because rich people say so. Okay. <laughs> See, just because you drive a car and I don't, I'm not poor. I don't take my life when I can't pay accounts. I just say next week. <laughs> but when... <laughs> If I can't pay you this week, I look at you with a smile on my face and you're upset, but I face you and I just look at you like this and I say, hey, Broom, and you know how it is. You know the whole thing with this pandemic and you know this ESCOM stuff. You know it's closed this and it's closed that. You know, my wife didn't even have a good meal even today. And you just get here and you're like, hey, I'm so sorry to hear that. No, me, I say, hey, buddy, shake a leg. Where are you working? Where are you living? What are you doing? What am I saying? It's not about lack of compassion. But we have the following at our disposal, my wife and I.
children, my boys look at me, Daddy, Ernie and them next door all have a BMX. Uh, and they don't even want me to ride on just one ride, Daddy. And I said, so what did you do? Brenton especially. I told them, my daddy is also going to buy me a BMX. My daddy is going to get me a BMX. I'm thinking the only BMX I have is the 300 rand a month I earn from the church. Gave up the business. And then, <laughs> don't let anybody tell you in the church, we only work for 300 bucks. No, God comes with provision with the first fruit. I show you how he does that. My tithe is with him. You bring me the refrigerator. You decide God breaks you up and you bring the furniture. The next one brings the groceries. And by the time you think I'm living on 300 rand a month, God has made a 20,000 rand worth more than you could ever believe or think of because of God. I look at my boys and I look at them and I say, listen, you both want a BMX. Now I go with the justification. Uh, you, too, you see, you must learn how to ride. So daddy will buy one and you share it, okay? Bradley is not like that. Bradley's, no, I want my own bicycle. Because then I must stand again asking, can I ride? <laughs> That's, folk, I walk away from it and I, I walk into my prayer room and I say to God, you see, the closer you get to Him, you start to know that He's a person, not a God on something. And I walk into my room, I close the door, I'm weeping in my room. I say, you know what, God, what will my boys think of me? I'm serving you and I'm growing up to love you more, but I don't have what it takes just to get a BMX, man. God, what do I tell them? Do I make a promise? I know I'm not going to be able to. And then, thoughts. Never take the least of what you have. Your tithe is in heaven. You live under an open heaven when your tithe is in heaven. So under an open heaven, I want you to take what you have, go sow into another family's needs, whether it be just 30 bucks that you have. Take it what you have. You know, you know if it's all you have, it's all so powerful. Why? It's the highest value that you are giving God. It's all that I have. It's not the amount. It's all that I can do now, Lord, to open up that earth. I put that seed into the earth, into somebody else's kids. But when I did that, <laughs> I'm preaching in Utenaig. I'm so busy preaching, a man screams, cries out. And I'm looking up and I'm thinking, I still say it like this. It's okay, uh, sir, don't worry, scream. It's all you want to. Don't worry about these conservative people that get nervous about your screaming. There's six billion people screaming on God. It's still okay. Just get that stuff out of you and I carried on. He's carried on. He comes from there to the front and he looks at me and he says to me, I just can't handle this. Tell me, can I buy you two BMXs for kids, man? Can I get you two BMXs for kids? He's screaming because he's never heard God before. So when he's screaming, we think he's demon possessed. So he comes up. What do I do with that? The fruit of the first fruit. I take it to my boys like this. I don't tell them I got the money. I walk up to them and I say to them, God has provided the BMXs so that their faith can be in God and not in me going to find a job. So that their faith can rise up. God 
debtors because in the beginning it's God. 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 It's nobody but God. It's nobody but God. So when I see how the seed opens up the ground, I realize Neville, the seed that opens up the ground is dependent upon the seed that opens heaven first. And when we open up heaven and we put the seed into the soil, why should Cape Town wait for another 10 years when we can change it tonight? Why should a school wait for another six years when it can be changed by God tonight? Amen. I'm trying to tell you, when the fruit comes up, prophet give it. When the fruit comes up, the tithe goes up. Oh yes. Why? When I get a promotion in my workplace, I take that first fruit and I wait on God. I want you to do something for yourself tonight. God, what is it that I need to open up in the earth? My tithe is in heaven. So open it up. What must I do in the earth? What do you want to see happening in your business? What do you see you want happening in your family? News one more testimony. No water in PE. Yeah. Now it becomes news. You know this kind of thing that people can have news and have no solutions. We're now 1% away from ground zero. It's like I'm in the military. Ground zero. I don't even have a gun. <laughs> Sitting in my lounge, I'm looking at this. I'm saying, you know what, God? I'm going to get my own water. And the Lord says, how selfish. And I said, Lord, you know I work in 70% unemployment. And I'm saying it by the grace of God. I step out into transitioning, but I've learned a couple of things about the tithe and the first fruit. You can imagine what God's heart is in all the other feasts. If just this two creates such devastation in the kingdom of darkness and produces in the earth. You see your next door when you come past the school buildings and you look at it, you must know your first fruit has put a manifestation on the earth for government to say these people are doing something. But if they don't see it, they're never going to call you. Wakes me up like with all things God does with me. Wakes me up at 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock sometimes, 3 o'clock, sometimes 4 o'clock. But in the early hours of the morning, I wake up and it's like I slept completely. Let me... Oh, folk, when you, when you want something badly in life, you will pay the price. You know, when I speak about fasting and prayer, Prophet Gibbon, a Muslim doesn't ask me a lot of questions. When I say to Ibrahim, hey, sorry, bro, man, we're not eating today. You know, I'm in a time of fasting. Hey, I'm so sorry, man. Now, when I greet him, I normally go, wassalam alaikum, and he says, salam, salam, salam. And now everybody thinks because I greet him in Arabic, I'm a Muslim. Because that's a South African mindset. But I've got brothers and sisters in Palestine. I've got brothers and sisters in Bethlehem. I've got brothers and sisters in, in Ukraine. I've got brothers and sisters all over the world that are Arabic. They worship God in Arabic. But because we're so taken up that Allah is Muslim. <laughs> it's just God, folks. It's all. <laughs> It's just saying, Shalom, I greet you. 
Wassalamu alaikum. I speak the peace of God upon you. Shalom. I speak the peace of God over your life. It's amazing how we have the peace of God in such a lot of devastation. <laughs> and I look at him. They have no problem. A Muslim doesn't even worry. I go to a Hindu brother. No, it's okay. But if you fast and pray for 40 days and 40 nights, Christians ask questions. Christians ask are you okay a Muslim guy even the Muslim guy when I tell him how we fast 24-7 I tell him no 24-7 he says what, what, what do you mean do you eat from 6 o'clock till about 3 or do you get up 4 o'clock I said no I'm talking about Jesus' fast 40 days and 40 nights we're in the wilderness to be tested for our faith to grow and then when you come out of there in the power of the Holy Ghost, demons have to leave. Things that were shut opens up. But you see, one of the powerful things is, who would say that the first fruit will open up a well in, 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 at Ebenezer, the second campus? Who will say that there is water in an arid environment, but God has given the tools. Neville, you can't put the first fruit into the ground and you haven't opened up heaven. Because I give seed to the sower, bread to the eater. And so I go out there and I move in the essence of where did I go to release the first fruit seed? I went and I want to tell you something where you have to start. But let me just finish this. I go to the bridge in our city where most of these sons that are begging, I sometimes meet with them, I sometimes sit with them, sometimes I take money and I go bless them, but I don't even let them come to the car, I get out and stuff. There is five of them, and I take five ten rand notes, there's five of them. So I got 50 rand, five 50 rand batches like that. So I get out, I say, Cappy, how are you guys? He's as dirty as you can get it. He needs possibly a wash for days, he hasn't been bathing. I look at him and I see under all that flesh of dirt and that flesh that doesn't look right. I see a Messiah who has put value into that little boy and made it worth dying for him. And so I don't see him the way he sees himself. I see him the way God sees him. But what he doesn't understand is I'm about to take his dirty little face and I'm going to put a smile on it, but he's going to release a well for me. And he doesn't understand it. He doesn't know that this is what God will do. So I go up to him. I say, Caps, bring the other boys. I said, guys, where's the bread that I was supposed to have last week? You never bought me the bread. Listen, there's dignity in every human being. I look at those boys and I don't want to get emotional about this. Yo, my heart is very soft when it comes to these things. So I looked at them and I said, you didn't bring me the bread. And he says, yeah, we didn't have the money. So I said, okay, stand around there. I'm giving you this. He looks at it, he sees, hey, maybe it's too many 10 rands here. He counts. Next one, I take five of them. I give each one 50 rand, five 10 rand notes. I'm not giving them 50 rand. I'm giving them the seed of jubilation, debt-free seeds. They don't understand it. 
I take my first fruit and I declare God on whatever happens at the campus. I'm looking for a debt-free investment because there's hundreds of thousands of children that are not bathing in PE. There's hundreds of children that are hungry. And God, if this water doesn't come, all this agriculture we put up is dead. It's finished. I put that money into them. I get to the land. Long story short, if you get there with me, I never talk about stuff like it's still going to happen. It either happened, why? Because the evidence of what God does will make a sinner say to me, Neville, talk to me, man. Talk to me. What more do you need to go there? Today, they, they go down 100 meters into the ground. And I'm saying to God, the seed hasn't reached the water yet, Lord. 100 meters down, no water. I tell God the seed has not brought any water yet. So I tell the guy that's working for uh, this company, I said to him, Buenas on de la Apa. So he comes to me. And I said to him, this gray matter that you see here, this gray batch here, this dust, what is that? And he looks at me and he says, Fondis, I tell you something, I don't want to say this, but that is not mud. That is the drill eating something very hard and it's coming up like powder. And he says, I think it's a rock. And I say to him, how far down must we go? You must remember it's a thousand random meter, folks. You know, when you are 100 meters down and there's no water, you're 100K thinking, how are you going to justify this? You got no evidence that you paid for something, but just to let guys demonstrate they can work. Wow. You know, this whole thing, you see cogs turning and this thing turning and that thing turning. You got to ask yourself, with all this turning, what does it do? What does it produce? And I said to him, don't worry, keep on drilling. 50 more meters, 150,000 rand later, the water. When the water comes up, I, I see it clearing the dust and the mud and stuff. I put my hand into it. It's as clear as you can get it. I drink it, not salt content, nothing in it. And the, the guy takes it up. He looks at me and he says, we put the pump in tomorrow. How many of you know, I need 150,000 rand the moment that water shows anything above the ground. Because this is not, I, uh, can we come to a deal, an arrangement? <laughs> hey brother, it's enough for you to, to let the guy know you're a Pentecostal and you just want to worship God. You don't want to talk to him. I looked at the owner, let me tell you, I walk away from there. You see, once the first fruit has hit the soil, the seed hit the soil, the fruit will come on the top. And the fruit is much bigger than the seed. I put 250 rand into five boys. God needs 150,000 rand of fruit above the ground. I get a call from a man overseas. He's asking me, how are you and your family? I said, no, I'm fine. But right now, but I'm in another mood, you know. So he says to me, uh, have you got time to speak to me? My wife and I last night thought I must call you today. You know, Neville, I have a fund in my family from a foundation. There's some money left in it. Can I send it to you? How many of you know, you don't still go, let me just think about it. Let me just really talk about this. You know, no, 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 I don't really need anybody's money. You lie, brother. 
You need all the money in the world for this kingdom to be manifested. We need thousands of rands just to make Wazulu Natal happen again. You think in our kingdom we're going to have less responsibility? It's just another generation that's bigger than having to say come to church on a Sunday. The kingdom has come and Jesus says pray that my kingdom will come. So there's 3,000 there's 3, people that are now eating from the gardens because the water came up, the tanks are in there and the finances comes from another source. But I do not leave the church out of the first fruit development. So I come to church, the guy says, I have 65,000 rand for you. I said, man, do it. Evening, the money's in the account. I can feel a bit proud tomorrow. Get up and go there to a big Afrikaner whose name is Baby. So big. So I phone him, I say, Baby, I will not call you on the phone like that if your wife's close to you. But he laughs. <laughs> I said to him, I got some bucks for you. He says, no, it can't be some bucks. It's all the bucks, Neville. It's not some. So I said to him, can I see you at the, at, the, at the church site? He says, yes. I led the church on Sunday. I tell the church, a, a seed was planted. The fruit is about to come, but I want you to be a part of it. I never want you to grow up as a church and say the Americans did this and John Soap did this. No, South African seed for the South African project. We need a South African dignity and patriotism that we are doing this. In our famine, we are doing this. Long story short, we normally say that and it gets longer. But if you go there today, we're planning now the second group of tunnels. Why? Because after the water came out, You know what it feels like when you can't have church? Because there's no water, not no electricity, no water. And I watch little boys with the buckets in their yard and the Durbans come. Two of them come with the Durbans to the place where the water is. And it's time for church on a Sunday and we preach rather with water in the one hand and the Word of God in the other. And they fill up those, those buckets. They come and they fill it up. And you know, sometimes when people don't have, they think they'll never have. You know, they want to take the whole tank. You can't take the whole tank. You, only two of you. <laughs> they stand there, but they claim this is our water. <laughs> but they're not going to move it one inch. Unless I get a trail and says, where do you live? Put a thing on here, just go drop it by the house or something. But the community comes out with getting buckets full of water. How many of you know in the crisis is an opportunity? And now in that opportunity, our church there has three services also on a Sunday. But during the week, during the week, 3,000 people are eating. Because your problem in this crisis today is going to be water, Somebody can pull the grid maybe another four years, whatever. But it can't stop me from making a fire. I will still cook my food. But I mean, I'll go get the gas if I want to. But water and food sustainability is going to be a challenge. You're going to pay more, as Isaiah prophesies, you're going to pay more for a donkey's head than you're paying for a loaf of bread right now. But by the grace of God, how do we turn this around? 
open heaven and get your first fruit into the soil. Where do you start with your first fruit? I know it's tough, but in our culture, the first fruit in the old covenant had to go to the priest or the set man. You start with making sure your people are kept and blessed, which I know you will do. I don't have to say that. Secondly, what about your business? What about your sustainability? God, what do I have in my hand? Can I still open up this bankrupt business, God? I'm putting this first fruit into what God wants so that my home, my business, my stuff can open up an earth for our blessing to come through. Are you ready for this? I want you just to pray right now in the Holy Ghost, right where you are. We give you the glory, Master. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise because there's nobody like you. Come on, I just want you to pray. Just pray. Just where you are. Those that are watching us by way of the stream in your home, I declare that right now the same God that is in this house is the same God that's in your house right now. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but in Christ He is our Father. Father, we come before you in every man, every woman's mind, every young and old, young and old, Lord God. I pray right now that the unity between tithing and first fruit will connect in our spirit. That Jesus Christ is the first fruit of the resurrection. I want to declare that this seed will have resurrection power to overcome, to open up virgin soil, to resurrect dead things, to give an environment that was bankrupt. Again, the reason to shine the reason to live, the reason to be lifted up again. Lord God, I'm thinking of the first fruit for education. I'm thinking when that first fruit comes into the house, that we will open up the doors that every man, every woman, every son, every daughter is desiring to see happening. And the first place we want to put that seed, oh God, is into your house. It's into your house. It's into your house so that from your house you have the diversity of everything we have a need of. Lord, I would take a seed and I will trust you for a well, but some other church down the road or some family at the top is looking for a job or might have unemployment in it. But today we want to thank you that we are going to plant churches. We're going to plant centers of transformation. We want to do all of this. Now I ask you, will you, Heavenly Father, by your grace, take each one of us today that the anointing of the Holy Ghost that is here right now will come mightily, mightily, mightily. Spirit of the living God will flow, flow. The water of heaven flow, flow into these fields. Whoa, I just see something by the Holy Ghost. The Lord is showing me some arid ground, but I see fresh water, fresh water flowing, 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 flowing. Did you know that water is the only commodity that's not seasonal? We need it every day. Plants need it. The forest needs it. All over the world, we need this blue gold called water. 
and in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit I watch that water flowing into your areas because water is something that will reach any place at any time there's a movement of the water of God right now right now right now I give you the glory father I give you all the honor I give you all the praise let this well of living water flow into every business flow into every family flow into every marriage flow Holy Ghost power into every one of these areas let Jesus be glorified let Jesus be glorified we give you the glory we give you all the honor in the mighty name of Jesus the Christ the Son of the Living God Lord I cry out to you today the first fruit today break barrenness break barrenness destroy barrenness I'm gonna ask all the males in the house to stand all the males even those on the stream I want you to step out in faith oh Jesus King of glory all the males I declare over each one of you from a headship position whether you are unmarried whether you are married today this is not about oppressiveness this is about positioning father in the name of Jesus the Christ the son of the living God I come before you with every one of these sons. I come before you with every one of these fathers. I come before you with every one of these husbands. I declare the headship anointing that flows from every head. I declare that that anointing is gonna go into families and nothing is gonna stop it. Men, hear me. You know the, the thing that stops the blessing of God in most of churches across the world maybe, it's the decision a man makes. Believe me. When I know what God has done for me, my wife doesn't have to pray and ask me, are you going to do this for God? And I'm not doing this because I'm a pastor. I'm doing this because I've been set free from a satanic world to worship the God that I serve. And I'm unashamed about my worship to Him. You know why, folks? Where were you? Where was I when He broke the drugs on your life? Where was I when he came and he gave you back your value? I will not talk in a way that will embarrass you as a man. I respect you as a man. But when it comes to 90,000 of our children impregnated, women don't impregnate women. It's men who impregnate our women. Then I need to say to you, we have a generation of men that are different. You are that man. 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 Why? Because of the Lamb of God. Come and see a man who stole me everything. But this is my prayer. I want God to bless you economically. I don't preach on money. I teach people. Because if you love God, you will bless God. Amen. You will bless him. You don't have to beg people to kind of sow a seed into what God wants. It all depends how deep your deliverance has been to appreciate the God who gave you back your dignity. But today I declare over you, 
if you're in business, that God will multiply that fruit seed, that your children will have your bursaries paid for by you, that they don't have to stand in a queue at a bank to find some bursary for somebody who's got what it takes to become a medical doctor or to go to university, that one day we'll start our own universities with the highest quality that you can get it. To do what? To serve the world in which we are and bless people. I want to speak the next thing over you. Never give up. I tell you, never give up. You stand with your back up against the wall. Your Goliath looks different than David's Goliath. You stand up, you look at that Goliath and you say, you just don't know my God. You don't know what my God can do. I might not have what it takes today, but I'm rising up and God is going to give me the victory. He's going to cause me to rise up. I might not have what you have today, but it's in the making. I can come to you like today and say the first fruit seed is in your heart, is in your life. But I tell you something, when you come into your home, don't be a wimp. When you come into your home, close up everybody, get into your room and say, this house, as for me and my house, we're gonna serve this God, this God that visits my home, this God that visits me in the time of my sickness and my disease, this God that doesn't think I'm bad, this God who believes in me, help me God to believe in you. You know what you're gonna do for your family? You're going to give them the security that no insurance company can give them. And that is to live again and to dream again. You know, when I was in hospital with my heart operation in 2004, and the Lord said to me, death needs destiny's permission. Let them operate on you. So I went. I'll never forget my second eldest son coming to me. He has a card for me with a gift comes into the hospital and he says to me, Dad, 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 hear me. You are very, very important. Dad, you are the most important person right now in my own life. I've come to bless you as part of appreciating you. But Dad, you see this card? I'm giving you what I want you to give me for my birthday. And I looked at Bradley, man. And I looked at him and I'm laying there and he says to me, Daddy, please look after your body. Please, I beg you. So I can have a daddy longer than this. That's my gift I want from you, Daddy. It's all I want from you is to live long, Dad. I just want you to live, man. I'm not asking you for education. I'm not asking you for money. I'm not asking you for a house. I'm just asking you to live with me, Daddy, longer than what I see here. Because when you do a quadruple bypass, you look like death, man. And I, and I made up my mind. God, today, I will be the man, firstly to my family, and then to the rest of the world. Because revival looks like family. I feel it for some men. Father, touch him now. I ask it in Jesus' mighty name. How many of the men that are standing felt like giving up? When you lift your hand, just come up here quickly. Just come quickly. 
Let's come quickly. Just unashamedly. Come up, it's okay. You're not weak, man. We're gonna touch you tonight to rise again. Just rise. Great things are born in a stable. Don't despise the stables of life. And significant things in a stable makes it a tourist attraction. Nobody will go to Bethlehem if the Messiah wasn't born there. Insignificant things become significant when God raises up significant people. And He takes us from the highways and the byways. And He makes us take unimportant things. The rest of the men, I want you to stretch your hands towards them. Come on. It's must your brothers. Amen. All I'm going to do is just walk past you. Is that okay? Can the worship team come up? Father, we bless you. Every man, just call on God. You're not over. It's not over with you yet. And I want you to know, when we are finished here right now, you are the first group that steps out of the odds and you commit to first fruits for God. Amen? You say to yourself, I don't know how this is going to happen. It's okay. But that's what we do. We break what we believe is impossible. Impossibilities becomes possible because I'm going to believe God. Amen. He's the only God that can take nothing and make everything out of it. Father, in the name of Jesus, as I touch these men today, I declare supernatural turnaround strategies to come into them that they will never give up. I bind the spirit. I bind that spirit of suicide. This is not on you, son. What I'm saying is there's a spirit here that wants to take people out. I break every satanic power now in the name of Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. This is your day. Break every chain, God. Break it in the name of Jesus the Christ. Turn it around. Turn it around for your glory, Master. First fruit resurrection power of Jesus. Resurrection power of God. Fire of God. Turn it around. Turn it around. I want you to know the prayers you pray. God heard them. It's a matter of time. Just a matter of time. Father, in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, it turns around by the fire of God. Now, son, rise and live again. Dream again, sir. Dream again. Dream again in the name of Jesus. It's not over until God says it is over. Dream again. Rise in the name of Jesus. Forgive those. Forgive those. Forgive them who thought that God cannot turn it around for you. Excuse them for their ignorance because they just don't know Him like we do. To God be the glory. This is the turnaround time. Now Jesus, now Jesus, release Him for greater, greater things for your glory. Fill Him up. 
Jesus. No thing. There are voices that came into your ears. They are lies from the pit of hell. I release you to hear the voice of the Father, the voice of the Son, the voice of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Live again, Son. Rise, rise, rise. What did you do at school? What standard did you finish? Let me tell you, there's a thought of the Holy Ghost here by me now. Don't let them tell you when you left grade 12. I, have you gone to varsity or you at home? You at home? Are you at home? You haven't gone to anywhere. Don't let anybody tell you that the future looks bleak because you're not into a university. You understand? I want you to dream like you're there. Say with me, I can hear it. I can see it. I believe it. Holy Spirit, help me be it. Father, I declare right now, don't give up. God thinks you are worth dying for. Make him worth living for. What's, what standard did you do at school? You're so great, 12? And yourself? How about, how's it? Come on, nobody has to, nobody has to give up. You with me? Jesus, same thing to you. Amen. Why can't God give you an idea that will make you live? More people are making money last week than just sitting at home thinking nothing is going to happen. I'm just trying to help you. Lift your hands to the Lord, both of you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I break every deceptive spirit that wants to say that it cannot be done. I break your power and the joy of the Lord that is our strength rise up in them, making a way where there seems to be no way in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Can I ask Pastor Roach, come stand here by me, sweetheart, man. All the women, just rise. If you're with your husband, you just stand with them. But all the women, rise with the men. Stay standing, men. All the women, just rise. Heaven and earth is a partnership of us. Us. God says, let us. So if you're family and just, if you're here as a single parent, all of this, and children, I want to bring out something. Us, God with whom all things are possible, introduces into the earth a concept of let us make man. I will not have Brenton without her. Amen. It takes an us to produce, not an I. It takes an us. It takes heaven and earth to connect together to create an us. But when God makes a man and a woman, He makes them. I'm standing this side. Yeah. You see, when Adam wakes up after God makes him sleep, don't sleep too long, those who are single. Wake up quickly. But when God brings the woman out of the side of the man, something happens. He creates oneness, oneness, not individuality. He creates oneness. What is oneness? It's not unity that the world knows. We, know, we talk about oneness as the unity of the spirit. The unity of the spirit is the two have become one. And out of the oneness, the glory of God is revealed and released. My God shall supply all of your needs according to 
His riches. Where is His riches? It's in the glory. How does God get it out of the glory to me? By Christ Jesus. And I'm going to pray for this corporate anointing upon Roji and my life. That, honey, I want you to pray for all the women. And then together we're going to pray for every man, every woman as we are, as we are positioned here. And then I'm going to trust God that we're going to then take up the first fruit offering. Amen. But I want you to have the oneness so that impossibilities will become possible.